We play and call it work. Tabletop minions. How are you, Uncle Adam? I am doing well. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing excellent. Uh, nice. And you know, right off the bat, I have to mm -hmm. ask you, uh, where did the Uncle Adam come from? Um, so normally they tell you that you can't give yourself, uh, a, a, you know, a nickname, but as it turns out, you can, I guess, if you have a YouTube channel, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I was going to start doing a series of videos where I wanted to have these sort of real short little tips and I was trying to come up with a name for it. And, uh, and I wanted to have them be called pro tips, even though I'm not a pro, I thought that'd be kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And so I needed a name. I was like, oh, tabletop minions, pro tips, meh. I'm like Adam's pro tips, meh. And um, I used to play this game back in the day called Car Wars. Car Wars. And, yeah, from uh, Steve Jackson Games. Oh. And um, the Car Wars was a cool tabletop game. And it, the thing that was interesting about it was they had like these kind of like in the, in the lore, they had these characters who sold the equipment that you would put on your car. And uh, one, of the, one of the characters was kind of like a crazy Eddie kind of like salesman guy. And his name was Uncle Albert. And so they had uh, Uncle Albert's, uh, you know, Auto Duel Emporium was an actual like book they put out once every year that had like all the stuff collected from the magazine and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And so just the idea of Uncle Adam's pro tips, that's just kind of where it came from. And then I had a friend of mine who's a radio guy do the radio intro about, you know, warning, you know, and it's like that, that he, I had, I was like, do it in your best radio voice, like at the end of the commercial, you know, where you have to put in all the disclaimers and stuff like that. So he did that whole the sped up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we did that. And uh, so I just started making those videos on and off here and there. And I just did one a couple of weeks ago, I think, too. And so, yeah, but that just because of that, it, from that show, that's kind of where the name sort of stuck. So, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. So Car Wars. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of us, uh, those of you who are just joining today, uh, we're doing uh, some giveaways. Uh just to show you, uh, let's get it. Uh, Aziark Bone Reapers. We got a Mortisan Soul Mason. That's one of the things being given away today. Uh, we have Morgox Crushes, some Fenrisian Wolves. Uh, there's something else I have down here, too, uh, that will be given away. I'm not going to show off what it is. I'll show off later. That'll be a little bit later on in the stream. Uh, but for now... Uncle Adam of Tabletop Minions. So I've known you a number of years. Uh, yeah. I, th I think I met you, oh man, I want to say like six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, it was at Gen Con. It was a, okay, so that's, oh geez, that's too Or, well, maybe it was Adepticon. Did you go to Gen Con first? I went or to Gen Con first, yeah. So okay, then it would have been a Gen Con. I think. I think, yeah, so we're like seven years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we've had uh, different crossovers throughout the years. I remember one time mm -hmm. you... You have, you were filming behind the scenes footage for a short film I was doing with Wargamer Girl and Valhalla. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because uh, for those of you who don't know Adam, uh, it, okay, so you have this your humor. It's it's the kind of humor, and I've told you this before. Like you just it, it's that it's that personality chemistry where you say things and the way you say them. It's like this straight humor where sure. it's like you say it and it's your delivery and. You just kill me. So I'm sure you remember when we were filming, I just yeah. I lost it. And I just look over at you and I start laughing. And you, you wouldn't even do anything. You're just looking at me with a serious face. And that, that that does it for me. So Well, it also started like while we were filming that, like we walked out there and you guys, you and uh, Wargamer Girl were both in your out, your, 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 your costumes. And I, and it was uh, Rob was there doing yep. camera. And I think um, Quirk was doing audio. And yep. I was filming behind the scenes. And like, 
we got out there, we got located, and then it just started to snow like a little bit. And we're like, all right, we can deal with that. And then it just started to snow harder and harder and harder. And we barely got back because we were just like, we had to climb or go down a hill to get back to the place. And it was just way slipperier than it had been on the way out there. And it yep. was a whole thing. Yeah. So it just got, you know, it was, it was a, it was fun though. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's the state of the world right now. Like if, uh, if the world wasn't what it was, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure we would be doing a lot more of that stuff. And then, of course, you came oh, up, yeah. you came up for the, uh, the grand opening of the bunker, so that was awesome. Yep, last year, uh, June. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you. I mean, uh, you're very large in the wargaming community in terms of like channel and reach and the stuff, the videos that mm-hmm. you make. You have been doing it a number of years. Uh, so, w- let's go back. Let's go back a number of like. When, when did you start get it? When did you start getting into miniature wargaming? It's a childhood oh, thing for you. Miniature wargaming, yeah. um, middle school, which in America is like grades six through eight. Yep. So sometime in early middle school, I got into BattleTech. Actually, a okay. friend of mine yeah. started teaching me about, and we were playing with, like they were little cardboard standees, you standees know, on like the that, hexagonal yep, battle yep. mat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and that was kind of my first sort of like miniature style war game to some degree, even though we weren't really playing with miniatures. But eventually, then. Later on, I got into actually doing some miniatures for it and things like that and painting. But I was painting with like the like the testers enamel paints that I had laying around from when I had done, you know, like model airplanes and model cars and stuff when I was a kid. They were still like in a drawer somewhere. I'm like, oh, these will work. And then they sort of worked, but not quite. Um, But yeah, that's when I kind of got into that. And then I didn't really get into anything like Warhammer style related until I was in college and a friend of mine taught me uh, how to play um, first edition Space Hulk. And so, you know, we're learning, I'm learning about like the, the Terminators and the Terminators were so small back then. Yes. Like they fit on 25 millimeter bases. Yeah. And, uh, and then you had the Gene Steelers and all that. And I'm reading like the, the rule booklet was all in black and white, but I'm still like, mm-hmm. there's like all kinds of like lore in there talking about like the emperor and this and that and everything and all that. And it was really interesting at the time, but uh, it wasn't something like as a hobby, it wasn't really something I could afford as a college kid, you know. Um, so, uh, and there weren't skirmish games much back then, like there are now. Like that was like, it was basically, if you want to play 40K, you were playing an army. and yeah. Or, you know, maybe fantasy, you were playing an army. And so it was really nice. Now, I think, you know, you've got a lot of different ways to be able to get into the hobby for considerably cheaper, which yeah. is nice. Um, but yeah, so I got into starting to do that kind of stuff. Um and then, you know, when I started, and I, then I played video games a lot for a while um, through the 90s, the later 90s and into the early 2000s. But in probably, I don't know, 2004, 2005, I started getting into painting miniatures again. Um, there was a couple little skirmish games. Um, there was one called Shock Force, I believe, that was made by a company, the name I can't remember now, Dream Dreamforge Games, something like that. And um, Is that a sci-fi game? It was a like a near future game, um, and alternate history to some degree, and it was okay. like it was like um, a, almost post apocalyptic. And I came across it. I came across it at Gen Con actually, and it came like in a white one of those clamshell kind of cardboard boxes with just a sticker on top, you know, and you got like some models in there and like a real small rule rule book. And I started painting them, mm-hmm. and then um, I started doing terrain and started cutting, um, you know, pink foam with a, like a, one of those hot wire cutter oh, things yeah. and stuff like that and all that jazz. What are the handheld and, ones? Yeah. With the big D batteries in it and stuff. Yep. yep. And, uh, I started doing that kind of stuff and learning a lot and trying to learn a lot. You know, there weren't, it's nearly, well, this was probably like 
right towards the beginning of, of um, YouTube. I remember when Google Video was actually better than YouTube as far as quality. Like when you'd watch it, it would look nicer if you watched Google Videos as opposed to YouTube. And then Google bought YouTube and then, you know, mm-hmm. the rest as it is, is history. Um, and so I started doing more and more of that kind of stuff. And I started watching Beasts of War and I started watching you guys. And um, at one point, um, right around 2010, like early July 2010, Beasts of War put up a video talking about the new website they were building. And they also, in the in the headline, it also said something about Gen Con. And, and I was like, oh, I've, I've been going to Gen Con since like 1992. And I really enjoy it. And I'll be going again this year. Maybe they'll be there and I could like, you know, say hi or something. And then in the comments, in the video, they're like, in the comments below, let us know if you're going to Gen Con. So I said, yeah, I'm going to Gen Con. And so, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I went to bed. And, and then the next morning I got up because they're like six hours ahead of us uh, here in, in the Midwest. And I had an email from them saying, hey, do you have a camera that'll do HD? Do you have a microphone? Would you like to go talk to, you know, these people and these people and that kind of stuff? And so um, that's how I kind of got affiliated with Beast of War uh, in 2010. And I started covering... Um, Gen Con and Adepticon mainly yeah. were the two. So I was kind of like the U.S. correspondent. Uh, and I, so I did that for a couple of years and uh, even started filming some videos like in the basement here um, and uh, and then sending them all the footage and they were editing like unboxings and things oh, like wow. that. Yeah, yeah, I did a couple of those. I kind of built like a little mini studio and stuff in the basement and did that. And um, yeah, and then in 2000, late 2012, I started thinking to myself, I kind of want to do my own channel because I wanted to learn video production. Like I was just kind of filming some stuff and usually sending the files off and I wanted to start learning the editing and doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought it would be also kind of, I thought it would be kind of a, a conflict of interest to some degree to be like working for a different, you know, doing my own thing, but also working for somebody else. So I just decided to uh, start my own channel. And then it was March of 2013 when I started the channel. And, um, and then first two and a half years, I just was kind of random. Like I would film once in a while here and there. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, actually October, 2015, I decided to start putting out a video every single Friday. And at the end of this month, because it's October at the end of this month, it'll be five years of me putting out a video every single Friday. I haven't missed a single one. Wow. So, um, and knock on wood. Uh, so yeah, cause the month is not over and it's 2020. So who knows what's going to happen? But, um, yeah, so that's, that's when it really started to kind of become a little bit more of a mission as well, because I, instead of just making videos about kind of random wargaming stuff, because I wanted to learn video editing, it became more about trying to teach people that this hobby is maybe is not as inaccessible as it may seem at first. You can paint, you can build, you can play. Mm-hmm. These are not difficult things. You don't have to be talented or whatever that means. It's technique, a lot of the stuff. Like if you want to get to super high level golden demon stuff, then sometimes talent definitely comes into play and obviously tons and tons of practice, but you can paint stuff without any background just as long as you understand the techniques. And so that's why I wanted to start trying to get people into the hobby. So mm-hmm. there's a uh, comment here from Sean Erdwin. Mm-hmm. He says, I play Chaos back in 5th edition. I am thinking of coming back in. I don't know if I should update my army with all the rules change form thin. Um, I mean, I would probably, well, at this point, and this is me not really being as much of a 40k player. As, like I said, I generally stick a little bit more to skirmish, so it's more kill team and Warcry and Necromunda and stuff like that. But 
I would think that and you probably want to back me up on this to some degree. I would probably almost think about maybe waiting a little bit until the new Chaos Codex comes out for ninth, because then you'll know, like troops are troops. You're going to always need troops, yeah. but there might be something that didn't used to be good that's good now, or something that used to be good that's not as good now. You know, within the meta. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, it's a, a little bit of a bummer to need to wait. Uh, I just had someone comment recently on one of my YouTube videos about like, well, why don't they just come up with all the codexes at once? You know, why don't they just dump them all at once when the ninth edition comes out? I'm like, the amount of time that that would take and the amount of resources for them to be able to produce what would be 20 books yeah, like basically at all at once yeah. yeah it's just it's not something that any company can do and they're they're big they're a very big company mm -hmm. within our industry but within the realm of companies in the world they're not real big at all no. so it's yeah it's not it's not easy an easy thing to do so i mean you remember back in like fifth and fourth when they came out with maybe three codexes a year a year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hardly any it was yeah well, that seemed like a lot actually to be honest Exactly. Yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, gosh, once every quarter, except for that one quarter where it wouldn't come out at all, you know, but yeah. if you get three books a year. That's pretty good. I think one of my books is going to be the book that's going to come out this year. Right now. It's just like like I, I've heard that they're going to try to have are they going to try to have most of the the new codex codices uh, done by January ish or so or something like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get a suspicion they're going to be coming out two at a time, though, for a while. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean. I don't disagree I, with that suspicion. Yeah. I think that's smart, actually, for yeah, them. Yeah. Uh, and it does make sense. I agree with you as well when you said that mm -hmm. it'd just be way too much to do every single one. And oh, I think yeah. from a business standpoint as well, even if they did have the capability of doing it all at the same time, it makes, from just looking at it from the outside in, it makes mm -hmm. more sense that they don't. They would make more money if they waited, if they piecemealed it throughout uh, the edition because there's a lot of stuff leading up to it, right? And you don't know if like, for example, as you said it before, right? Very mm -hmm. soon we expect a Chaos Space Ring Codex, which means mm -hmm. do you hold off buying minis or do you buy minis in the meantime? And then when it comes out, you buy more minis. Right. Right. So yeah. uh, I could see from a business perspective, I could see the merit in holding off from a player perspective. I want it now. Sure. Yeah. yeah, everybody does. Certainly. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, it is, it, you know, we, we do live within the real world. And so that's, I mean, you know, it, honestly, it's the work. It's the amount of um, amount of work that goes into every one of those codex, you know, books that that is the thing that they can't do 20 of them all at once. You know, again, you're right. I wish that they could, but they it doesn't happen. The thing I really want is a corn is a world eaters codex, hmm. like its own standalone like equivalent to Death Guard and Thousand Sun standalone codex. Yeah. Yeah, with new models, with new rules, with uh, new everything associated with that just by itself. I think that would be awesome. It's, it's interesting that they're doing these supplemental codices for certain, uh, you know, like I guess they're going to be doing that for Space Wolves. Is that true? And like Blood Angels Blood and things like yeah, that? I saw yeah. those two on the community. Right. Yep. Yeah, like, but Death Guard get their own full-blown codex like you, that's not a supplemental you don't need the chaos codex and death guard you just need a death guard one and i'm wondering why they're doing that with some chaos and they've gone the other direction with space marines it's interesting i mean i'm sure there's a reason for it but i don't know i think i don't know in depth these days the rules as much with space marines to know like why you you know you couldn't just have a separate book although i guess gray knights still do don't they they or do probably yeah yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah they did which yeah, i'm they assuming exactly. they will because their rules they're very affected. different their rules weren't affected with the new updates. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if, if I were to wager a guess, 
this complete speculation, but I would mm-hmm. I would guess it's a combination of models available in that army. Like you look at Death Guard, right? How many unique models do they have for the army? They have so many. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you actually took out all of the unique models and you compared it to all of the unique models that say Blood Angels have, like Blood Angels, they have a little bit. They have Death Company and Bell sure. Predators, Furiosa Dreads some characters but other yeah. than that like death guard there's so like how many different types of demon engines are there in death guards like there's a lot yeah no yeah. death guard is a very specific thing that's true that's very true yeah. yeah and so maybe i mean that might be like without knowing anything or maybe mm-hmm. it's just the guy who's in charge of it's like i like this army let's just like focus on them let's <laughs> sure right yeah it could be somebody there who's just like i think we should do this that's a good idea yeah and honestly i wouldn't be surprised with either option you know like uh because i i think with with a lot of this stuff, uh, just the having gone to Warhammer World and have spoken mm-hmm. with the the creators of of the game, I have a an impression that in addition to the the math and the balancing and all the mechanics and the the thinking that goes into the game itself, a lot of that behind that the feeling behind that is rule of cool. So if they think something should work a certain way. Uh, they make it work that way because it's just cool. It's just fun, you know? Yeah. And, and that's ultimately the goal is just to have fun with the game, right? So it doesn't have to make sense or it doesn't have to be completely balanced because that's impossible. It's close. They get it as close as possible, but... And I feel that Ninth Edition is probably trying to get closer because they are now working so closely with so many play testers yeah. outside of the company. They didn't used to do that as much from what I understand. And now they're working with like folks from like, um, you know, frontline gaming and tabletop tactics and uh, people from Adepticon and like a lot of different folks who are kind of steeped in the, you know, tournament scene and they're working with those folks. I think honestly, I'll be very honest. I think that one of the things, one of the first things that pops up to me in the new ninth edition core book that makes me say this is input that's coming from those folks as opposed to the GW team is the bullet points. Like, yes, we have a very, very, very in-depth paragraph that explains everything in detail. But we also have these three bullet points. Yeah. So the people who are playing casually are going to follow the bullet points. But the people who are at a tournament who are like, well, I actually think it's this. They actually have to look at the deeper um, kind of meaning within those paragraphs. And I think that's a smart move. Absolutely. So I think that they used to be much more about rule of cool because they didn't really care that much about balance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's maybe changing a bit. But I think that that rule of cool stuff is hopefully going to get pushed more over into like the models, like the stats will probably become a little bit more in line with what makes sense balance wise. But then you've got your crusade stuff, which is obviously outside that realm. And yep. they've, they're, they're pushing heavy into the crusade stuff. And then of course with the, um, you know, like the, the models and things like that. I mean, just like, you know, Abaddon alone, when I saw that model first, I was just like comparing it to my old metal Abaddon, you know, and I was just <laughs> like, it's just crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to see that that kind of stuff stepping up and, and going in that direction. And uh, uh, just uh, adding to your thoughts there on the, the models themselves, like mm-hmm. they are ridiculously awesome now. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're for when they came out, they're cool, right? Because they're, they're mm-hmm. models and nothing else exists like them. And yeah. then, then there's just how many dozens of other companies that are coming out with things. They're much smaller in GW, but they're coming out with things that are disputably cooler, right? Cooler looking. They're able to put more detail into individual models. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it feels like the last, I want to say four years, four, maybe five years, they yeah. have these models that are just like, dang, wow. Like the Abaddon model. Wow. Yeah. 
right? I, th- I think that it's like, like if you look at like Malifaux, you look at weird games, like their, their models are coming out looking amazing. Like they, they've, they really are getting up there by GW as far as, you know, qualities. But the thing is, is you'll notice they're very monopose. They go together yep. kind of one way, which mm-hmm. is fine because they're characters and you don't need six of this guy. Generally you need, you know, one. Yeah. Um, GW is doing a lot of that as well, which some people don't like, but you get a much more dynamic pose yep. when you have mono pose. You know, people talk about, well, I want to be able to customize my space marines. Well, you can. You can either have the gun here, or you can have it here. You can have their head looking that way or that way, and mm-hmm. you can turn their turn their torso, and that's about it. That's, that's not a lot it. of customization. Right. But if you want, like a guy like you know in Phobos armor, like jumping over a rock and kind of chucking a grenade, and you see the smoke coming out and all that kind of stuff, you can't pose him a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree that, that the models have stepped up and the downside is maybe customization a little bit. Yeah. But, you know. And also, I would say the, the another downside, if you can call it a downside, is the, mm-hmm. uh, how do I phrase this? The, okay, here, I'll, I'll grab this guy as an example because this is sure. what made me think of it. So the new Fabius Bile model, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Compared to the old one, like the old one was just like, you know, kind of monopose mm-hmm. and, you know, it's cartoonish 1980s he-man like that's kind of what i thought of right yeah, but yeah. the new guy is like he's just there he's like in mid mid like stride a, yeah he's got a strut kind of going on he's there. got these like you know the chirurgian he's got like this uh his needlers and mm-hmm. so you got a lot of detail you have all this uh intricacy but if i were to drop him there would be pieces that would break <laughs> right yeah undoubtedly that's right? true whereas the old guy if i were to drop him uh less would break and that's what yeah. i feel right like uh i don't know if that is that's just how i feel when i look at it and when i handle them yeah and so the trade-off for it looking absolutely gorgeous and awesome is that it is a bit more delicate with with the handling like uh, i've got a neighbor who found out that i was into miniatures and things like that and he gave me this model that he'd had just lying around in a drawer for a number of years and it's uh, i believe it's probably lead i don't know if you can be able to see it here very well but it is a uh, i've got it over my forehead so you can kind of see it but it's a it's a it's a trumpet trumpet yeah 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 Yeah. but he's like nearly two-dimensional like he's so flat you know but like if i drop this nothing's gonna happen no you know what i mean it's gonna be fine but you you know if you want to have something that looks really dynamic and amazing you come to more of a monopose kind of a thing and you come to a little bit more of a delicacy thing to some degree. Yeah. Like this guy, this guy's probably 50 years old, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the way it works to some degree. I, and then the trade-off is, I don't know. I prefer to have something like I've been just started building some more night haunts. I'm building a war cry war band of night haunts. And so I started even last night, just starting to build Lord executioner and, um, something else what was the other one i was building anyway uh soul torment yeah and or spirit torment and um they are you know they're wiggly because you put them on that base and they're just literally just touching by that one little kind of piece of their robe and stuff like that and it looks amazing Mm -hmm. but they're a little hard to 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 transport you know what i mean that's a bit bit difficult i mean that's why you see a lot of the companies like table war and you know like and uh battle foam and other companies uh, a case doing that magnetizing thing so they're just basically not touching anything other than on the base and it just makes a lot of sense yeah so yeah yeah i mean and that's great because then companies like that they they can they can add that filler it's Mm -hmm. almost like they're the they're the green stuff of the industry right they just kind of fill in places where or milliput yeah yeah you ever use milliput 
I don't. Um, actually, the one downside to um, Night Haunts is they do generally have this big seam that runs down the back that reminds me of like the zipper in an old um, Scooby-Doo, you know, like they zip it and find out <laughs> it, was, it was Mr. Wilson all along and, and not not the ghost of whatever. Yeah. Um, but when you do that, and you put them together, they always have that seam. And I'm actually using some Vallejo plastic putty. One of my viewers suggested it. One of my um, supporters on Patreon, they suggested like, this is pretty good. Because I'd been using liquid green stuff and it was okay, but it has a tendency to shrink. And shrink. then, you know, so this stuff has been working pretty nice actually for um, for gap filling. It's a little messy, but, but it works nice. So the, uh, uh, from, I don't use this stuff a whole lot, but from what mm -hmm. I've seen, uh, uh, green stuff is it has its uh, functions for sure, especially the liquid green stuff. And you mm -hmm. know, like kind of like modeling. If you want to sculpt additional things, oh yeah, but yeah. The, the milliput that's good for gap filling because it has a more of a sandy texture to it, and so you can mm -hmm. get the gran the granular inside the gaps, uh, and, and you can uh, just wipe it away. No, it's, it's 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 putty. It's uh, right, but I mean, you can wipe it away with water, can't you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That helps too because you can't really do that as easily with say like liquid green stuff or even regular green stuff it doesn't like you can use water so it doesn't stick to your fingers but it's harder to kind of like blend it you know what i mean right yeah, yeah. um and so here let's uh i'm gonna grab this from a, con a comment here so apparently night haunt are very thimbly mm. uh it says a number of different people in the chat uh and yes we were just talking about that so absolutely yeah yeah uh, okay so question for you going back uh to uh, crusade yeah if you were to start a crusade army uh, if you haven't done so already uh which one would you do what army would you well crusade? i think that if i do get into crusade which I'm, I'm i'm considering eventually once we can start kind of playing in person again um i think that i would probably i'd probably go with necrons to be fair because i've already got i'm, I'm, I'm like this close to a fully painted uh combat patrol of necrons which is only like 25 points so it's not like it's a lot 25 but, power sorry 25 power i always i wish they would have come up with a different word there but yeah 25 yeah. power um yeah so yeah the um the which 25 is, it's like 500 points ish roughly roughly yeah okay. from what i understand yeah um but it does it seems like crusade just completely just doesn't use points like when i'm reading through like the like the new book that came out which i don't have right here anymore it's out in the basement but um like that they're just basically they don't remember all, they basically just don't mention points in those crusade books and things like that which is fine right um the uh, yeah so i could see myself doing that just because i've like i said i basically i have to build like build and paint 10 more warriors and then i've got a fully done um combat patrol and then if i want to expand to the next level which is strike force i believe or is it incursion uh, next one is incursion and then strike incursion. force. Yep, yep. And then strike force and then onslaught yeah. um so yeah if i wanted to go towards that then i could um with I got to be honest, I'm just not interested in building any ghost arcs or any of that kind of stuff right now. Like I'm just, those models are a, a bit of a pain. Right. So, um, but I, I still might go down that road, but yeah, it would probably be Necrons partially because I've never really played uh, other than kill team. I've never played Necrons before. Like I've played against Necrons in 40 K, but I've never played them. So that would be kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, and this for this first kind of crusade, you know, mission pack that came out, deals with them a lot too which is also interesting so i could see myself going in that direction i think the crusade stuff is a really super smart move on their point because yes. it i think that sometimes to the outsiders or to the new players for let's say 40k mm -hmm. they can look at it and the majority or a lot of the news basically the news falls into two categories in many situations it's either like hey here's new stuff that's coming out or hey here's what happened at this tournament and that can seem like it's the only thing 
you know, in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so to tell people, you know, we also have this version where you can play these kind of like, you know, campaign style things where you're, and it's almost like a, and I, I talked about this in a recent video. It's not like an RPG, like a Dungeons and Dragons style RPG where you have, you know, a, a DM and all that kind of stuff. It's more like a video game RPG where you're basically kind of leveling up, you know, as you go along. And I think that that's a smart move on their part. And it, it does seem like something that I, I, I know I've been seeing comments from a lot of people, when I, especially when I did that video, people who are already like, yeah, I've been playing that for a while already since ninth came out. and I've been really enjoying it. So mm -hmm. I think that's cool. I'll be starting one of those really soon. Yeah, and, I saw that. And I ran a, I ran a poll for what I should, what army I should bring. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I included like Alpha Legion, World Eaters, Chaos Base Reigns, Orcs. And wouldn't you know it, the number one response was Orcs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, by a lot, actually. You know, I was, I was surprised. I just yeah. threw it in there. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to play a Xenos one, that would be the one I'd play. Sure. Uh, and I'm seriously contemplating it because, I mean, Orcs are fun. They're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a lot of fun, right? And uh, it's something different than space mm -hmm. rings or even chaos space rings uh and it's uh you know and as you're saying it's not you're not playing it with the mindset of like okay this is the most powerful unit this is a brand new unit it's just mm -hmm. okay this is an orc army it is brand new to me i'm going to just start really small i'll, I'll build up to my 500 points or 25 power and i'll, I'll just add this new unit uh and kind of get to know each one individually which which is really neat that's a neat aspect about crusade mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of Crusade. It's, it's like a Age of Sigmar and Path to Glory. They have one for every army that comes out. So it's the 40K's version of Path to Glory. Yeah. Updated, only it's not Path to Glory, it's Crusade. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be doing uh, that one. Very, I'm starting next week, actually. We're filming it next week. Uh, and I'm pretty certain I'll, I'll do Orcs. Pretty certain. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and so you answered one of my next questions, which was, what army do you play? And so you play Necrons or do I you mean, not? Well, see, that's the thing. I haven't played a game of actual 40K since early 8th. Well, yeah, I would say early 8th because in 2018, summer of 2018, Kill Team came out. Yep. And so that's when I started playing Kill Team predominantly. Uh, that was like the majority of what I was playing for like a good long year and a half easily. Uh, really honestly until then like Warcry then came out and and I'm also now since since the beginning of the virus and stuff like that I've got some friends who are then like oh well you know I'm starting to build a, a, a Necromunda army and I'm so I'm like well I have most of the Necromunda models because I keep buying them because they're so good especially for kit bashing like mm -hmm. I also like to play a bunch of different indie games so you end up kit bashing because those companies don't make models for their games. They just make the rules. You know, they're miniatures agnostic is the term that's getting thrown around a lot these days. Mm -hmm. And Necromunda is spectacular for uh, for kit bashing. So like whenever one of those new kits would come out, like Vansar, Orlok, Kodor, any of those, I would just pick it up. And then I would have anytime I'm like, oh, I need like a really weird gun or I need a, you know, a strange head or I need these kind of shoulder pads. I could dig through those boxes and find that stuff. Well, now I'm actually building a Vansar gang to play actual Necromunda. So um, as, as far as uh, like 40K related stuff, if we're going to talk about kill team, uh, my current six kill teams that are done are, uh, I've got Primaris Marines that are basically um, Black Templar. Mm -hmm. um, and I had those, I played those actually against Matt last year when I was at the bunker, we did a battle report. Um, and then he played my Death Guard. So I've got Death Guard, Primaris Marines, I've got, Imperial Guard, Death Watch, 
Necrons and Chaos, uh, like basically uh, Black Town or uh, Black Legion. Black Legion. Um, yeah, and those are all finished and painted and ready to go. And then, currently sitting on the desk, uh, Tyranids are built and primed, and their bases are textured and everything. And it's just trying to figure out color scheme. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I've never played Tyranids anything before, so I'm looking forward to that. And then um, I've got uh, Adeptus Mechanicus built, but they're not textured or primed. And I've got Tau built but not textured or primed and then i've got orcs and gray knights both needing to be built so like i've got plans for for a lot of different things you got a lot of now these are kill team armies right yeah yep okay so kill team teams yeah yeah and are they uh is it like a one squad generally yeah yeah like like for my for my death watch death watch is five models Okay. So, um, and Death Guard is six models. Um, I think my nope, nope, six. That's what I could get to fit. I didn't oh, want to. Okay. I didn't want to run any pox walkers. Oh, I just okay. don't like the pox walker. The faces. If I could replace their heads, I might. I might go down that road. Um, <laughs> What's wrong with their heads? It just have this sort of goofy smile. Like I like. <laughs> I love Nurgle, but I don't like Nurglings. You know, I don't like uh, comic relief Nurgle. I like a little bit more serious Nurgle. Like so Death like Decay, Pestilence I, Nurgle. Like um like the Rotbringers, the uh, Putrid Blight Kings. Like I I just finished up a, a war cry on my Twitch channel, yeah. a war cry war band of five Putrid Blight Kings, and then one of those guys riding the big bug, the Pusgoyle Blight Lords. Yeah. So they're all finished up, and that's my second. Yeah, I think that's my second war cry, a war band that's finished. First one was uh, Skaven, and that I do have. I have thirteen Skaven in that in that list, so that's good. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, I I like to you know. I think my biggest kill team is probably the guard. And I think it's 13 models. Hmm. So it's a little bit, I was just talking about this on a podcast recently. It's like a buffet. The thing that I love about kill team and skirmish games in general is I can do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, oh, I've never done Tyranids before. I've never done Grey Knights before. Instead of having to do 1500 to 2000 point army, I can do five to 10 models. And I, I enjoy that a lot. Now, if you take all those models and add them all together, it's probably going to at least make a, you know, and they'd all be from different factions, but it would probably be about two thousand point army or bigger. But you know, I just like being able to hop around a little bit. So hmm. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah hey, I- Kill Team. I think Kill Team is a great game. I'm really enjoying Warcry as well. Um, Necromunda. I've been playing actually a bunch of. Uh, there's also some um, miniature games that are like outside of Warhammer stuff that are um, that have solo play rules. Like um, there's a little game called Planet Twenty Eight. Which is a, a very it's 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 reminiscent a little bit of 40k in the the kind of style, but like old 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 40k. Like the artwork in there is all reminds me of stuff in the original Rogue Trader book and things like that. This guy has drawn a lot of the things that look a lot like that to some degree, or at least in the style, very black and white kind of you know uh, pen and ink. Um, and, and then there's another book. Um, Zona Alpha, which is made by Osprey, and they, both of those have solo rules now, so you can mm. play them, you know, basically the, the bad guys are kind of run to some degree by, like, a set of rules or an AI, you know, um, and so you can play against them that way, which is fun. The uh, the first Kill Team campaign that I did was uh, I played Space Wolves. I, mm-hmm. I had a team of Reavers, and I fought against Matt's Gene Stealer called uh, Aberrants and yep. different stuff that he has, right? Mm-hmm. Uh and it was it was fun. Oh, spoiler alert! If uh, actually no, I won't tell you what side won. Uh, all I'll okay. say is that the experience that I remember is that uh, I liked the nuances of every single character mattered, every single one of their actions meant something. Yeah. And when a guy would die, it's like it was a big deal. 
And the guys were able to do uh, a lot. Uh, each guy was significant. And so every every decision to move somewhere and to do something meant a lot in the game, which was nice. And you had the specialists as well, like, um, you know, comms, sniper, uh, I was going to say medic, although almost nobody ever uses medic. But you have these 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 abilities and these things that, that allow you to do certain things. So you're like, I want to keep the comms guy near this guy because it makes him plus one to hit, you know, and I want to have the sniper over here because they've got this ability and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I, I like Kill Team a lot. And I, I, I do... Um, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm also really enjoying um, Warcry because they're very different. Like Kill Team is very shooty and I think sometimes um, differently strategic, whereas Warcry is it reminds me of Age of Sigmar in that in Age of Sigmar, it's 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 all about combat. Therefore, it's all about placement. It's all about mm -hmm. like, where did you place it? And it becomes a little bit chess like as opposed to just sitting back and gun lining. Mm -hmm. um, and Warcry's got that same sort of thing. It's about placement because you're like, well, if I place here, then they can't, this guy can't come running through here because he we would be blocking this and that kind of stuff and everything. And and so yeah, I enjoy that part of it as well. What's your favorite game? Tabletop game? Um I mean it's probably Kill Team, I would say at this point. I mean, if you're gonna talk about specific rule set, I would say probably Kill Team. Um yeah. Warcry is a close second. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, as far as like game worlds or game company, I mean, I would say obviously Warhammer is, you know, Games Workshop is, you know, I, I've, I've built models that I think are comparable. Like I did play, uh, you know, Malifaux, like I mentioned before. I did play that for a little while. Uh, and the models are really spectacular. Um, sometimes really super difficult to build actually in comparison, mm -hmm. but, um, but they do look great. But uh, and there's parts of like lots of different games that I like little bits of here and there. But um, I generally I think it's the overall like I love being able to listen to an audiobook uh, of, you know, like Eisenhorn, Ravenor, any of those while I'm painting or building and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of depth, obviously, to this. I mean, they've been doing it for a very long time. They're the biggest company out there. Um, so there's that. But I do. I also like. Uh, lately, like I said, I've been liking to take their models and then kind of use them in other games and stuff, and um, and and been enjoying that as well. Yeah, I enjoy that too. I especially enjoy that in narrative campaigns, mm -hmm. where you look at something and it could fit the narrative of what you're trying to to forge. Sure. Yeah, like uh, I recently did a, a prison scenario. It was a 40k campaign, the Expendables campaign, actually. Yeah. Uh, which is going out tomorrow. The first episode is being released tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and that was great because a lot of people from the community added rules to it and, uh, you know, submitted rules and I compiled them all into different upgrade charts. And I, I did a, an escape plan uh, based on the escape plan movie with uh, Arnie and, and Sly. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The uh, prison one. Yep. The prison escape movie. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the models that worked perfectly for that were Gene Steeler cults because you know, you had the regular guys, which were in red. They look like they're well, prison guards. The jumpsuits and all that stuff and everything. Yeah, the jumpsuits, yeah. they're like escape prisoners, right? So it's mm -hmm. like it was perfect for it. Uh, obviously, they're 40K. And the cool thing about the campaigns is that as as a games master, you can, you can kind of just apply any rule that fits in the moment and look at a model and kind of determine what their stats would be just based off of what they look like they could be right like those guys without knowing their stats. i don't know their actual stats like the prison sure, yeah. escape guys right i don't know what they are but they yeah, look yeah. like their toughness three strength three they look like they're one sure. wounded piece they look like they hit on fours you mm -hmm. know like uh and so the other guys that are a little bit heavily more armored not heavily armored but more armored maybe they're a four up save instead of a five up save and, and so forth so that's that's kind of the cool thing about uh 
40k is that you can look at models and if it's like a infantry you could almost with accuracy guess what their yeah. stat line would be um and so that's kind of nice that's a nice thing i think that's it. the interesting thing about tabletop gaming in general honestly is that you know if you in comparison to say video gaming like in video gaming you kind of have to follow all the rules you know because the computer is controlling everything so if you think well actually what if we tried this that's way harder to do with a computer versus when you're over the tabletop and just be like well what if we just change the rules of the game for this one game to try this out or to do this differently or i want to play this old game from 20 years ago you know it's hard to play old video games in some situations especially if they're like an online sort of thing because the servers aren't there anymore and whatnot single player you can still play old nintendo and stuff sure but with with tabletop gaming i love the the creativity and the freedom. That's the big thing for me is that I can, I can do what I kind of want and I can also be creative when I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if there was a, okay, here's a question for you. If there was like a lore, uh, no, an IP, if there was an IP that you could mm -hmm. kind of transplant into 40 K, what do you think would be a fun IP that they would create models for and have 40 K stats for? Kind of like almost like they did a little bit with like Lord of the Rings where they'd have like another another model line, let's say. Yeah. 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 Um, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't go with something that would, someone's also already doing because they got Marvel. You know, you got um, that, that's already being handled through uh, other folks. Um, and DC has been handled through other folks and Star Wars is being handled through other folks. Uh, honestly, I would love to see um, like a Mad Max thing. I think that their sculptors doing like mad mad like the war boys and like furiosa like specifically more along the lines of like the most recent movie fury road but they could also bring in like the gyrocopter guy and and a lot of that kind of stuff toe cutter i mean they can obviously do motorcycles well because they've been doing it with the um well i don't really like the new primaris motorcycles uh, they're i think a little bulky and they don't have very good ground clearance but the motorcycles that they have for the jeans of their culture are spectacular looking they, those look like they came off of the set of uh of like, you know, Fury Road or something like that anyway. Yeah. But they could easily, like if they had that kind of game line, it could be a box game. Like it could be something that they could make the models for yeah. and maybe make expansions for, you know, like that. But it wouldn't be something like a full-blown line that they do like like with the Lord of the Rings or something like that. But I would love to see their take on that, the vehicles and all that stuff. They could do some spectacular. I mean, obviously, they've been doing awesome stuff like that with the orc vehicles and buggies. So, yeah, I know they could do a good job. Interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Because they, they, you're right, they could do a box game where there was two sides versus each mm -hmm. other with like a starting war band and vehicle and yep. bikes on each side. And they would have like a campaign, like maybe like four to six missions that you would do that they can yeah. include in the box. And and then the first one is the tutorial mission is like super simple. It teaches you the mechanics and, and it still progresses the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. And it would be probably somewhere in between... Uh, like Kill Team and 40K, right? Where it's a little bit bigger than Kill I mean, Team? I think it would start out small, but you could potentially ramp it up to having, you know, larger battles. And and the thing is, is that like, if you think about those movies, they're frequently happening on the road, yeah. which is a little bit more difficult to do. Like if you're just traveling down a road, like in a game, because you get to the end of it and you have to move everybody back to the beginning part again, kind of do it like that. And they used to do that in Car Wars back when I used to play that. Oh, okay. Um, you could also play in an arena, but you could also play on the highway. Yep. Um, but the other thing that they could also do is kind of 
take it along the lines a little bit of Gorka Morka, you know what I mean? As far as like you're playing in a place and it's like a, like you've, they, one team has chased the other team into like a box canyon and now they basically have to fight until one team can, can exit. Um, yeah. No, they should definitely do that. They can have that idea for free. They just got to send me this, you know, some stuff for free and they, they can have that idea. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, uh, so for one of the, it's funny you should mention that one because uh, for one of the missions for the Expendables campaign, I did a, it was based, it was inspired by Escape from LA, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. but I implemented some, also some inspiration from Mad Max. And so I did this road, this, uh, this chase scene uh, mission. Yeah. And uh, I thought about like how I would do the mechanics for that. Right. And, and I thought about like moving the cars every so often. Instead, what I did was I moved the terrain. I kept the cars in the middle and I moved the terrain every turn. And so they could theoretically go for an infinite amount of turns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But there was like, they would have to anticipate uh, where to move because they would still move side to side, right? Because if they didn't move in their previous turn, then they would crash into the terrain that was coming towards them. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was doing this trippy thing with them uh, mentally because it's like, no, I'm fine. If I go, oh, wait, no, I'm not fine. I'm going to crash into that. But because like they don't move, but the stuff moves, and it's it's easy to do it the other way around. But when it's, something's coming at you and you're not moving, it's uh, it, yeah. does, it does crazy things with your brain. So that was that was a fun mission to film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But an entire campaign based on that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's do let's start off some of the extracurriculars here. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't we start with a chaos comment bomb? Mm. So before we start with the giveaways. The tradition is we do a chaos comment bomb. I have I've received a couple myself <laughs> in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, was it connected to your phone? The first time, and I think I've told you about this. The first time it happened to me, I was in the shower. So you're the I, guy. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, like my phone was outside the shower and everything, and I'm sitting there and I'm in the shower and I just hear like a little boing, like it, like oh I got a message, and then it was like boing, boing, <laughs> and then it just kept going, just because it was back in the early <laughs> days of my. Because it used to be like when when I first started in in YouTube, you got a little notification every time you got a comment. Yep. And then you, I don't know if you if they decided to d- dial that back or if you get to a certain size of, of subscribers, they stopped doing that or I don't know what it was, but it was yeah. It it I was in the shower like what is going on? Because I was home, I wasn't at work that day for whatever reason. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that was that was that was a lot of fun. So okay, so without realizing this, uh, you set the precedent for the goal of the chaos comment bomb. The goal is for a person's phone to explode due mm. to all the notifications. Sure. Yeah, and uh, that's what I say every week. I'm like, okay, we're gonna make this person's phone explode. It's gonna be awesome. All right, so uh, we have one prepared here for you guys. So we're just gonna click on it and uh, post the link here. So I'm going to post it here. I'll post it once, and then I'll post a block of links until so it'd be unmistakable. So what you do is you click on the link and you leave a comment on the video that it brings you to. It's a YouTube video. Uh, and you could say something like, uh, Dave and Uncle Adam say hi from the China Chaos. Or you could say, uh, uh, continue painting those chaos models, Sam, because mm-hmm. you are ridiculously awesome. It doesn't really matter what yeah. you leave, just as long as Sam Lenz knows that he's been chaos comment bombed by the shrine of chaos and chaos unchained. That's a, that's a good one too. He likes the word unchained unchained. Yes. Unchained. So this is Sam lens. Uh, he's a fantastic artist in the community. Uh, this is a recommendation by uncle Adam and, uh, I've met Sam in the past. Super cool dude. I think I talked about him recently on the shrine. Uh, I don't, I don't remember who it was with, but uh, we were just, I, I was talking about the first time I met him and 
super tall guy with long hair and super chill and nice. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my first impression of him, right? Uh, okay, so here, looking at the... I like to see, like, the updates, too. Okay, so let's see. He started with 56. He's got 100 now. Awesome. Lots of chaos stuff. Fantastic. Oh, I love... David, Uncle Adam, watch your phone to melt. Yes, yeah, says RMA Texas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, so that's really it. And uh, just one more time, just for good measure, I'm going to leave that block of uh, links again uh, in case you just jumped on uh, in the last uh, 30 seconds or if you didn't get the link the first time. Let's leave a comment for Sam. Awesome. Just joined and dropped the bomb. Awesome. Nice. Here we go. Fantastic. So, um, starting with the giveaways, uh, we're going to start with the Ossiarch Bone Reapers Mortisen Soul Mason. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Uncle Adam, what should the what should the word be that people need to type in order to be entered to win this? Um, What's the key word? I'd say Bone Reaper, probably. Okay. Yeah. So just type in Bone Reaper and you'll be entered to win. Now, how this works is very unofficial. This isn't like one of those write an essay entered into a contest. This is literally just I'm scrolling with my mouse wheel and wherever the cursor ends, that's who wins. Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty uh, analog, if you will. Yeah. And so the reason why is because, uh, you know, when I did it on Twitch before, I used uh, Nightbot, the giveaway, and so it randomly selected sure. somebody, and that was with one, right? But because we're multi-streaming to four, hmm. I am... Unless there's a better method. I mean, I'm sure there is. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard to say, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is the method we're going with right now. So, okay. We'll give you guys a moment to type in Bone Reaper. And so whether it's one word or two, here it's one word, so whatever. <laughs> I think that's enough time to compensate for internet lag. So here we go. Okay, scrolling right now as we speak. Three, mm. two, one. Happy little guy. Uh, congratulations, happy little guy. Uh, you are you're the winner on uh, Twitch. Here, I'm just going to make a little note here. All right, number two. Uh, should we do Morgox Crushes? From Beastgrave? Yeah. Mm, yes. Okay, so this is Bone Reaper. And that's on Twitch. Okay. Number two. We have Morgox Crushes. This is Beastgrave. These are the models that you get in this one. Check this out. It's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Uncle Adam, what's the keyword this time? I think it should be a beast rave. Uh, I, the first time that I talked about that game, I said, I said beast rave in the video instead of beast grave. And then I had to put in a little, little rave with like lights and, and, and techno music for a bit, uh, in the video. So yeah, beast rave, I think is what you want to do. Nice. Beast rave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to preemptively write down here. So beast Okay. So this is the fun part where uh, you can kind of like, uh, you can feel with your mind the the, the keyboard typing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's out, true. Out in the warp, there's a uh, many occultists typing right now, which is super fun. 
think that's a good enough amount of time. Okay, so I'm going to scroll here. Three, two, one. This is on Facebook. Daniel Reed. Congratulations, Daniel Reed. Okay, so um, Daniel Reed, what you'll need to do is message us on our Mini Wargaming Facebook page in order to claim your prize. Let us know what you won as well, because uh, I might forget. Uh, no, no, I will forget. So, <laughs> okay. Also on Twitch, what I'm gonna do is uh, V slider. Send a whisper or something like that. Yes, that's exactly right. I'll send a whisper to Happy Little Guy. All right, I'll just say hi. So, happy little guy on Twitch, I've sent you a whisper. Same thing. Just message me back. Tell me what you won and uh, your shipping address as well. So, we can send this through the warp so that you may receive it. All right, number three. Here we go. Fenrisian Wolves. What should we do? What's, what should the keyword be for Fenrisian Wolves? Um... I think it should be wolf, but it should be spelled W-U-L-F. Mm, like wolfen. Like how exactly. that's spelled. Oh, okay. Yeah. A wolf. W-U-L-F. Mm -hmm. I like that. Th always thinking outside the box. Uh, oh. Yeah. There's a box thinking. What's what's the name of your company? It doesn't have something to do with that? Uh, which, uh, the, where my, my day job? Yeah. Uh, milk can, which is... Not a box, but it's a can. It's like it's kind of like a box. Oh. It's made of metal, though. Yeah. Milk okay. can is the company I work for. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Wolf. You ever see that movie Wolf with uh, Anthony Hopkins, Antonio Banderas? E not all the way through. I saw parts of it on TV once. Was it called Wolf? There's a Jack Nicholson movie called Wolf. Mm. That's old though. That's like Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. That's like early '90s, I think. Oh, there's another one. With yeah. Anthony Hopkins, werewolf. Definitely... That's called werewolf. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw werewolf. Uh, it was okay. I guess that was back when they were like making a bunch of these monster movies and trying to like you know bring those back. They did a Dracula movie, werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mummy. That was part of that. Yeah, they tried that again recently with Mummy and the um... Tom Cruise. Yeah, then it didn't work out so well it sounds like no but, uh, yeah it didn't work out which so that movie wasn't terrible i watched it not that long ago actually because i always heard people talk about how it was terrible and i watched it on like i don't know amazon or something i'm like eh, it's fine it yeah. wasn't you know it wasn't spectacular it probably cost more than it made so oh, that's yeah. probably a problem yeah that's definitely an issue undoubtedly yeah okay so three two one boom so we're gonna go with irish napalm 2341. Uh, Irish Napalm 2341. You're the winner of the Fenrisian Wolves. So what you'll need to do is uh, email us, support at miniwargaming.com. It's a good thing that Google owns uh, YouTube because yeah. we'll know your Irish facepalm or facepalm, napalm. <laughs> Let's get the name right. Uh, so congratulations on that. Uh, make sure to include your shipping address as well and that you're the winner of the Fen Region Wolves. Uh, so we uh, we do have another one here, uh, one that I didn't reveal at the beginning. I always like to include uh, some terrain in the giveaways. 
so this is what we got here. This is a good, nice, big one. Here we go. Dominion of Sigmar, Hallowed Storm oh, Throne. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice, big terrain piece. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, cool thing about this is that, yes, it's AOS, but you can also use it in 40K, like as a terrain piece. Sure. Uh, I have many a time, and it is it's fun. These, these are gorgeous terrain pieces. Like, they're ridiculously... Uh, detail rich and mm -hmm. I just love I just love them like the aesthetic is great uh, so here we go well what's the keyword this time um limestone <laughs> limestone okay um, kind of looks like a limestone I'm assuming that's what it is I don't yeah, know probably yeah like that right there you said that seriously why was it funny it was funny to me that's good. Yeah. Uh, limestone. Mm-hmm. Take this opportunity just to take a quick drink. Swallowing noises of the ASMR. I did that with uh, uh, Phil, Glacial Geek. Mm -hmm. There was a part where we're just, I don't remember what we were doing, but we are making some weird noises, and then we started whispering. Uh, because, you know, some people like that. Yeah, no, it's it's it can be popular. Uh I haven't, I've, I haven't, I, I've had some people mention that I should do it on Twitch, like while I'm building or something like, because normally I just paint on Twitch. I don't usually build, but right. they're like, you could just sit there and just build and just sort of like whisper to us. I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> but I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying doing the painting on Twitch and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wh what's your channel on Twitch? Uh, Tabletop Minions. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I do uh, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Central. I usually go for about three hours, and I do Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Central. Oh, okay. Uh, also for about three hours. Um, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right, so let's, uh, let's choose a winner here. So three, two, one, boom. This time it is on Troy Hood. Troy Hood. Congratulations, Troy Hood. Uh, you're the... What's the short firm for this? Hallowed. Okay, AOS Terrain. Let's just call it that. Sure. That is... Uh, that's a Facebook winner. Okay. So, Troy, send us a message to our Mini Wargaming Facebook page. Let us know what you won and uh, your shipping address. We'll send it out to you. So that's how that works. And that's how the giveaway works. So uh, that's it. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in for the giveaway. And uh, so how can people find you, Uncle Adam? Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash tabletop minions. I'm on Twitch, like I just mentioned, a couple times a week um, to twitch.tv slash tabletop minions. I'm on Instagram at tabletop minions, Twitter at tabletop minions. Um, I technically have a web page, but I'm going to be replacing it soon, which is at tabletopminions.org. Um, I think that's about it. I don't know if I have anything else. Now, do you have a Patreon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash tabletopminions. Um, the, basically, it, like there's a... Like the most expensive level is like four bucks a month, mm -hmm. but um, there's a Discord then that is attached to that. So the the people who at that level are are known as Uncle Adams Irregulars, and so there's a Discord for the Irregulars, and um, I also do a live show um, just for them on like once a month. But uh, otherwise, 
my normal videos go up every Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, almost to be almost to be five years of Fridays, and then um, I also do a show uh, live on YouTube every other Sunday called the uh, Every Other Sunday Show. Strangely yes. enough, and uh, I also now am. What else am I doing? There's something else with YouTube, but I can't think of it now off the top of my head. I think that's about it. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, that's basically about it. So yeah, I'm I'm always doing something. Uh, it seems so. Yeah, there's generally a lot of stuff to watch. Hopefully, awesome. Uh, okay, uh, I got to show this off. Wearing the shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that too. Yep. Yeah, pretty sweet shirt. I love it. Thank you very much. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to sponsor a giveaway here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy one of your shirts and then I'm going to give it away uh, because. Uh, Awesome shirt. I just love it. I love how it fits. The fits really nice. And I like yeah. the, the design. And so, uh, and I'm also doing this for the loyal followers who are still here. I always like nice. to do this. They don't know that I do this because right. there's a certain percentage of people that drop off once the giveaways have been done. And uh, the people that stay, which is, it's the majority of people that stay, I must say, but there's sure. always that, uh, that's, there's always that fat that's trimmed. That they, and then you get like the the pure loyal followers that stay just because they they uh, they're they want to support us. So it's um, like when you're you're watching a Marvel movie in the theater and then the credits start to roll and then people get up and leave and you're like, is this your first rodeo? You know, there's gonna be more stuff after the credits, right? You know, I mean, it's the same type of deal. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So um, uh, for the for the last one, Uncle Adam, what should the keyword be for people to win this T-shirt? I mean, it seems maybe not very outside the box, but I'm going to say probably Pachow. Pachow. Okay. Mm. All right. So type in this word right here. Pachow. Hyphenated? Yes? Uh, Yeah, generally, yes. Yeah, you got to put, you got to include that, right? Yeah, I got the sticker, fancy hologram sticker on my water bottle. It says Pachow as well, so. Nice. And you sell yeah. you sell swag. You sell merch, right? I mean, I, I have a merch store where those shirts are. I haven't done anything. I've been getting stickers made, but I haven't started selling them or anything yet. But I'm going to eventually put them on the website. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. All right, we're going to give you guys just a moment to type in your words. I see. I have all the chat consolidated into one, and so I get all four channels. Oh, that's cool. Chat coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is cool. Simultaneously overwhelming because like sure yeah yeah when i stop the chat and then like we respond to it by the time like there's like a hundred comments that go by yeah yeah so it's like i can see the the people uh leaving the comments mm-hmm. i'm gonna give like another 10 seconds for people to write pachow um that felt like about 10 seconds to, sure yeah to me it did so okay so here we go three two one twitch Crowy thirteen, Crowy. I'll say Crowy. K R O W I E thirteen. It might be Crowy. That makes sense. Yeah, Crowy thirteen. So I'll put uh, Pachow. T-shirt, and that's on Twitch. All right, and you know what, Crowy thirteen. I'm going to just uh, see. I like to take care of things right away. Otherwise, yeah. you know, my memory. Is that? Yeah, mine's garbage lately. So yeah, Crowley thirteen. Okay, I'm gonna send you a whisper here. I'll say hi. Let me know that you won the T-shirt and uh, your shipping address. And then, you know what I could do? When I go to order it, I'll just put in your address. There you go. I think that yeah, yeah that works, right? So, uh, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in 
this week to the Shrine of Chaos. And thank you, Uncle Adam, for joining us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to hear your thoughts and insights in the wargaming industry and have a conversation with you. Again, guys, if you want to check out Uncle Adam's stuff, go to Tabletop Minions on Facebook or Twitch, Facebook or uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook or Instagram. Or Instagram or all yeah. kinds of places, yeah. Yeah. Did I mention Facebook? I think, uh, yes. I think you're on Facebook too, yeah. Technically, yes. Oh, technically, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. I didn't mean to say it multiple times, but uh, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I figured I'd just throw it in there multiple times. So, well, thank you very much, guys. Tune in next week, 1 p.m. Eastern time, for the Shrine of Chaos, and happy wargaming.